Um, in addition to that, I, I feel like people need to stop fearing like, oh, I don't want to look like I can't afford things like be okay with using discount codes and coupons and Groupons, things like that to fund these experiences you want to have. Um, and I believe ultimately we have to know that our best life is defined by us and not by society. Welcome everyone to the latest edition of Wallet Talks Podcast, where we are exploring ways to have better conversations about money so we can make better decisions with our money. I am your host, Jason Alexander. In this episode, we have Janetta Spencer, who you just heard in the snippet, join us in a conversation about student loans and even attending graduate school debt-free. I have a special treat for y'all in this episode also. I have my wife, Tiffany Alexander, join me, co-host an interview with Janetta. So before we get into that, did you know that student loans is now the second highest consumer debt category? Nationwide, for 43% of college attendees, according to educationdata.org, 43% of college attendees report they incur some type of educational debt. Among today's college students, 65% graduate with student debt. You know, when I hear that, the number 65 stands out, of course, like that's a lot of people. However, if I know my math, that means 35% are graduating with no debt. So what, how do we, how can we grow or shrink the 65 and grow the 35. How can we start going to school with no debt? If my wife was here, she would probably say, well, one of them is that you have to stop choosing these expensive schools, right? Like, why are we forcing people or hyping up situation to go with these major colleges and they're major for a reason because they have a major price tag. Are we considering doing vocational? Are we consider working up the first year or two years before we go to school? Like the pandemic has helped us to see that though we are able to re- do things remotely, we're also able to do things differently. We can be able to learn and acquire new skills differently. So do we necessarily need to go right into college after high school? Can we take a year off from schooling, not from doing, uh, during that time, possibly going out, getting a job just just to get your feet wet in the market and learning some 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 other skills of how to interview and things of that nature, but also just being able to pause and take on a little a little taste of reality of what you're about to get into when you go to college. Speaking of higher education, let's get into our topic of the day with Janetta Spencer and, and see how she actually was able to attend graduate school, I think debt-free. So let's find out in our topic of the day.
hello, this is your co-host, Tiffany Alexander, joined by the host, Jason Alexander. And today we have a special guest with us, Janetta with Cash Curls on Instagram. And today we're just going to be talking to her about her experience and some advice that she has and basically um, how you can find her online so that you can get the tools that you need for your financial journey. So first, let's start up um, with how did you come up with your name, Cash Curls, Janetta? Yes, so Cash and Curls was birthed after two things that I'm really passionate about. So the first is personal finance. Um, I love helping others, um, you know, teaching them how to win financially. And the second part was Curls, um, the natural hair community. So I... (laughs) I know, right? Team natural. Team natural, so hair, people. Y'all don't see. You're part of team natural. I am natural. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Arms yeah. and jerry curls. Right. Yeah. Right. So tired. I definitely, I, I love talking about natural hair and I love trying new hairstyles. So, you know, that's how I got the name Cash and Curls. Awesome. Awesome. So you say, how many hairstyles have you had? Like, um, oh, that's a, a good one. So I really stick with like twist outs, braid outs. That's my like go-to. Um, but I do explore with like perm rods and flexi rods, but that's like special occasion. So I would mm-hmm. say like maybe a good eight to 10 hairstyles that I could do like quickly without, you know, yeah. putting too much effort. <laughs> okay. He, he yeah, knows I, nothing about these I things, have, by the you way. Said, I don't even know why. You said, like, even... you said like 10 things. I only knew two of them. <laughs> yeah. So. And it's probably because it's old school, right? Right. <laughs> I was like. Prep, flexible. What the prim? What? Okay. You're probably used to the styrofoam curl uh, rollers. Yeah, oh, I am yeah. used to that. Yeah, I am used to that. Um, Say your mom. And- yeah, I used to play with them as little football. Uh, but I would use the little curlers. I'm glad yeah. you said this. So I use those little curlers and I'll set them up as football linemen. And I have a quarterback. Wow. I have receivers. And I'll have like she had different colors. So I had the yeah. I had the white one and then the black one. And they will be battling each other. So this is the this is the actual styrofoam part or the plastic part that holds the the, mm. the plastic both of them because I use the 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 clamp uh huh as their helmet. <laughs> oh my god! I use the clamp as their helmet. I'm afraid to ask what age this was. Oh, I don't know. I'm not okay. going to tell you. I'm going to okay preserve we'll that have to for ask later. mom-in-law later anyway, <laughs> i have to hear about that. i just she, thought about that so yeah. Yeah, but that was very creative honestly <laughs> yeah thank you that's what happens thank when you're you, Janetta. <laughs> all righty well anyways <laughs> you mentioned that you um want to give financial content to people what type of financial content are you mostly focused on Yeah, so I focus on helping millennials win with money. So that's kind of like my motto um, that you can win with money. So you can win with savings, you can win with budgeting, debt elimination, and eventually wealth building as well. So I just try to encourage others through my my personal experience um, on how to go along with how to start their debt-free journey. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So speaking of debt-free journey, Let's hear about your debt-free journey. Tell us about it. Yeah, so my debt-free journey started September of 2017. Um, I watched a video by MJ Harris titled, Don't Go Broke, Trying to Look Rich. And Mm. basically, he was just sharing how um, people who are usually the most flashiest tend to have the least amount of money. So, Mm. you know, they look nice on the outside, but if you, like, look back at the receipts and stuff, they're, they're struggling. You know, they're probably swimming in debt, drowning in debt. They don't have a savings and they're most likely living paycheck to paycheck. And I felt like 
wow, like I was going down this road of like trying to look rich, but I'm actually broke. So I knew I needed to make a change. I knew that, you know, if I wanted God to bless me with more and to trust me with more, that I needed to build the foundation and to clean up my my financial mess. So nice. That is I awesome. love I love that you have your you're setting yourself up like, hey, God, if I, I want to be blessed. So let me mm-hmm. get my get, get my house in order. Yes. What um, what what mess did you have? So I had over fifty seven thousand dollars worth of debt. Um, so I had one large student loan, which was fifty thousand. That was majority of my debt. Um, I had a car payment for about six thousand, and then I had two credit cards under a thousand. Um, so yeah, those four things made up the 57,000 so okay all right and what was your strategy for paying that off yeah so um I used the Dave Ramsey's um baby steps so I followed his plan you know started off with a thousand dollars then used the debt snowball where I you know paid off my smallest debt all the way up to my largest debt um and it was successful for me. So I tell people, you know, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Like if it's out there and it works for you, definitely go forth and, and use the tools that are available. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, so we did the day Ramsey thing too. And that first thousand mm-hmm. dollars, people don't know, is you have to build up as your emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Was it hard to build up that first thousand? And- so it wasn't hard for me because I did have some saved up. The hardest part for me was to let go because, you know, he only says, keep the $1,000, whatever else you have, you need to throw it to your debt. So I Mm -hmm. feel like that was the hardest part because I was like, oh, you know, I just need it just in case it's an emergency. And thankfully, I didn't have an emergency throughout the time of my debt free journey, you know, so $1,000 was enough, honestly. So that's awesome. Okay. So if you had $1,000 already, Did you? So, how? So, I'm trying to see most broke people don't have a thousand (laughs) dollars. So, why did you consider yourself broke? I feel like my mentality wasn't right. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like I was just, you know, I was young. I had just got into my career and I was like, okay, I need to obtain, you know, get something better. You know, my mindset wasn't right. And I, I knew I needed to change my mindset if I knew, you know, if I wanted to last you know, longer than just, oh, okay, you know, I got this, I look rich, but actually I'm not like five years from now. So, so was the, um, FOMO as a mindset and, you know, keeping you from prospering, I guess, the way you want it? Yeah. uh, I feel like the beginning of my journey was definitely very hard. You know, I was just seeing all of my friends take all of these vacations and, you know, buying cars and getting, you know, up, you know, upgrading their lifestyle. And I was just like, wow, I'm kind of just sitting here just, you know, I am content with what I have, everything I have works, it's functional, you know, but I was like, wow, you know, I am really missing out. I'm not going to all of the events and, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that, but I had to learn it's only temporarily, you know, later on, I'll get to enjoy life a little bit more once my debt is cleared up. Yeah. 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 That reminds me of a quote from Rachel Cruz, Dave Ramsey's daughter, who mm-hmm. said that the moment that you compare yourself to someone else, they're in control of your budget now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I was like, wow, yeah. okay. So, you know, I got to stop scrolling on Instagram. Yeah. Well, you just have to have, like you said, that mental change of, okay, that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Let me focus on my play right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you went through um, that mentality and then I see that you now pursued or completed your graduate degree. Um, what has that been like? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so tell us about that, that graduate degree that you ended up obtaining and how you were able to manage that as it relates to debt. Yeah, so I'm currently still in graduate school. So I just completed one full year. Um, so my strategy financially wise was to one, pick a school that I could afford. I think that was my mistake for undergrad. I went to a school that I couldn't afford. Uh, so I, I'm going to a local state school. Um, in addition to that, I am also applying for scholarships. So I didn't do that previously for undergrad. So, you know, I've been really working hard trying to find scholarships for graduate students. Um, I've applied over the years to about like 15 scholarships and out of the 15, I got three of them. So that was really good. Yeah. Um, so um, the last thing I'm doing is, um, of course, is cash flowing it. So I did enroll into the school's budgeting um, payment plan. So every month they take out, you know, a portion and, you know, I still budget. I'm still trying to live below my means and mm -hmm. to reduce my, you know, expenses as much as I can. You're working and going to school at the same time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So when you say cash flow, for those who don't know, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Cash so flow. Cla means. Yeah. So basically means don't take out any student loans. Uh, <laughs> you got to pay for it out of pocket. So if you're not paying for it, for it, like through your own money, you then use scholarships. So anything but taking out a, a student loan, ultimately. You know, that was so wise. You know, it's as going into the, the master's, um, uh, the graduates part, I remember mm -hmm. like most undergraduates, we did the same thing you did, didn't yeah. think about the price mm -hmm. or anything. We just knew that either our friends was going to the school or we heard yeah. that the school was the bomb or mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> just the whole tuition, we just thought like it was just- Yeah, just, can't even think about it. Like, right, you're gonna pay for itself <laughs> until you get that first student loan bill. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Cause that kind of reminds me when it first hit me, I don't know. If, I don't know if you had this experience. Tell us if we if you did. It um, my student loan payment hit me like a ton of bricks, as if like, oh my gosh, I'm responsible for this. When I no longer have, for those who know about student loans, the income payment program, like it was based off income your income based. income yeah. based. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you know, getting out of school, you kind of don't have a you don't have a huge salary. Right, right. Had a huge salary. Once I start going up. And they came out with like a six hundred dollar student loan bill. I was used to yeah. paying a hundred. Now yeah. it's like six. I was like, oh. that was when we got married, right? Yeah, we combined our income. Yes, what it was. Yes. Yeah, I was like, why are you using her money? That, that's that's not, they had to re-verify. They had to re-verify. So what yeah. do you do? But that that helped us because we no longer had to worry about uh it lasting as long the student loan debt right lasting as long. right because we combine everything exactly yeah. and it calls us to pay more on right. it yeah and, and come up with a strategy i got one more thing when we're saying with the, the graduate thing mm -hmm. you said something about scholarships mm -hmm. i know from my personal experience i heard people say scholarships but i was like oh it's hard and it's difficult. yeah how did you go about it and was it hard for you or difficult yeah so i feel like 
the key to making scholarships work for you is to have a plan. So what I did was I just got on a Google Doc. I created like a little table. I wrote out the name of the scholarship, how much the scholarship was worth, if it required an essay, and then if I completed it and what the deadline was. So if you're tracking everything, it makes it a little bit easier. And I noticed that many of these scholarships have similar questions. So if you're keeping a running document of the essay questions and what you wrote, all you have to do is just tweak, you know, some of the words and it yeah, will actually yeah. work for this new scholarship. So I feel like planning and tracking and just being organized is definitely the key to, you know, making this whole scholarship journey a lot easier for, for people. I hope they heard the hack. <laughs> write that's down these questions that's a hack for life even just yeah. budgeting just like writing and notating what's mm-hmm. what needs to happen and how to do it and that okay. you don't always have to reinvent the wheel like you <laughs> yes. said earlier yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, okay i i was like you know what i just thought it was hard because they had to write an essay every time i had yeah. to write a new essay i didn't think about that and so i really apply for uh, it's shameful to say this but I really just apply for those who just had an application <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I still do that too like just quick and easy let me yeah. just send in an application and be done <laughs> that's but that's why I got like zero dollars in scholarships yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead well, if you were to sum up student loans student mm-hmm. loans are blank but blank how would you describe that So I thought that was a really good question when you guys said that. I was like, wow, this is a really good one. And I had an instant thought and I was like, should I say this? But I'm just going to go ahead and say it. (laughs) So I I stated that student loans are a dream killer, but sometimes are necessary to achieve your dreams. So Mm. let me break it down. So I I believe that. The deputy community is like, no, no, no. Yes. But yes. put some context to it. So okay. we all know about the student loan crisis. We know it robs us of our future. So that's definitely the dream killer aspect of it. But sometimes it is necessary to achieve our dreams. So, you know, I'm not promoting taking out student loans, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I'm being honest, you know, I knew it was necessary for me to be successful in my career. So if I didn't go to college, I wouldn't have the career that I have today. Mm. Um, And, you know, I feel like I didn't have, you know, much financial literacy when I first graduated from high school. My family didn't know much. You know, we just took out student loans because that was the only way that I was going to be able to go to school. But I feel like sometimes it is necessary. Everyone can't pay strictly out of pocket, Mm -hmm. you know, but then it comes to you have to learn how to take alternate routes, like applying for scholarships, getting a part time job working a little bit harder or even just going to a community college, mm-hmm. you know, the first half of your, your schooling so that mm-hmm. you could actually afford to, to go to school. But That's a good one because the community college part specifically is mm-hmm. what I want to touch on right now, because that's one thing I wish I had considered, especially since those first two years are really much just standard classes Mm -hmm. and you don't have to focus as much on what you're majoring. Uh, I think there may be some exception for those in the medical field in terms of how they structure their classes to prepare them for Mm -hmm. those junior, senior years and and after college. But a lot of it is just basic and you just want to make sure, of course, that it's transferable and in, you know, and of course things change and stuff where 
you know, may graduate and it's no longer transferable, but you want to do your mm-hmm. research to make sure that it can work in your benefit. And then you just have a cost saving. And then at the end of the day, when you graduate, you graduate your, your diploma, your, um, degree Degree. your degree Mm -hmm. is going to say where you graduated from not where you started from so that's that's always a a, a hack that you can use to to um if you're really concerned about yeah about a name yeah (laughs) right yeah that's true so again i didn't listen to that advice someone said something similar go to the community college for the first two years Mm -hmm. and transfer to you know say you know, UGA or something. But I think that's mm-hmm. the, that's one of the problems mm-hmm. we have this kind of going back to earlier in our conversation, we're trying to keep up with everyone else. And, you know, I graduated high school in 2004 and I don't know if it's changed now in terms of perception, but mm-hmm. community college was kind of like, the idea was it's for the dumb kids or it's yeah. from the people that were um, more so going to do the blue collar work versus the mm-hmm. white collar work. And I think I'm hoping that people have started thinking differently about it and how they can manage their money better by having this type of option. And then at the end of the day, where you went to school for the most part and what degree you have is not necessarily an immediate predictor of your success in life and I think that's part of the issue with the education system from when we're kids is there's Mm -hmm. strong emphasis on can you take the test can you learn these principles some of which are not even applicable in the Mm -hmm. real life Um, right (laughs) once you you know once you become an adult you realize some of that stuff is not applicable but you know you just want to you know encourage people to pursue education in what other in, in other ways outside of just a traditional four-year college and um, what people are telling you to do. Absolutely. I, I, when you was talking, I saw community college and I'm just thinking of community college versus Harvard. And I could be wrong with this, but just hear me out. They both are teaching from the same textbook. I don't know that. I do not know that. <laughs> Essentially. But you would They're think, you you would think yes, because like, for instance, I was a psychology major. You're mm-hmm. going to learn the same theories and things of that sort. But I guess it's just the intensity of well, the curriculum, intensity yeah. of uh, how deep They're they go the into the topics. Right. You because, know. because I'm in accounting. But you're paying for a name. Yeah, you're Let's paying for the name. Mostly. Accounting yeah. is accounting. Mm-hmm. So accounting <laughs> at... That's a good point. Generic college versus... Uh, <laughs> accounting at harvard mm-hmm. yeah we're still talking about the same principles mm-hmm. so the only other things that i'm thinking about now is like, okay what else benefits besides the name mm-hmm. and the clout that you get with it mm-hmm. is that you get other activities and other yeah uh some other superlatives or stuff mm-hmm. but okay yeah you get other benefits and yeah. stuff like that but you know that kind of just <clears throat> goes in line what we were talking about with just trying to keep up with the Joneses in, 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 yeah. in, in a sense and trying to follow what our friends are doing. And one thing that I saw on your IG post was you quoted, get you some friends that was respect your budget. <laughs> How do you recommend talking to your friends and about um, budgeting and how they can um, spend money? Yeah, so I think honesty is the key. You know, if we're honest with our friends from the get-go and just let them know like, hey, this is my current financial situation. And you don't have to get like too detailed with it, Mm -hmm. but just tell them like during this season, this is what I can and cannot do. Mm -hmm. You know, they should respect you. I feel like the problem comes when people try to like fake the funk, like, oh Mm -hmm. yeah, I could still do this. I could do that. But they're really struggling behind the scenes. So I feel like if you're honest with your 
friends and you're upfront and you just lay out like what you can and cannot do, like they should mm-hmm. respect you. And if mm-hmm. they don't, it's probably time to find some new friends, you know, for that current season of life. And mm-hmm. I also feel like so many people um, just struggle with you know, finding social activities. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I always thought like, oh, in order to hang out with my friends, I needed to go out to eat or we needed to go shopping or go on a vacation. And I feel like it's important for us to find alternatives to hanging out. So yeah, yeah, you can still hang out, but you can find something free to do or something frugal to do. Mm -hmm. Go to the local, you know, band in the park or something in the summertime and just hang out with your friends for free. You know, it's, it's more about the quality of the experience exactly. more than you know the actual how much you're paying to enjoy the experience <laughs> I love that statement I hope y'all heard that it's about the quality <laughs> of the experience mm-hmm. not the fancy restaurant yes right yeah well, well I mean the fancy restaurant could be a better experience but, but, <laughs> I, but I love that, that can statement. come later right it doesn't yeah. have to be an immediate thing we're all going through life you know, mm-hmm. in trying to better our finances and stuff like that. Just because you're eating at Burger King today doesn't yeah. mean that you're going to be eating at Burger King, that's you know, two minutes, <laughs> two, two, two years from now. You know what I mean? So we, uh, tell them, tell them what we call Old Faithful. Old Faithful is Wendy's. We are not endorsing <laughs> them by any means. We have a go-to menu item go ahead yeah the four for four of course Junior bacon uh, but we have to get the strawberry lemonade light ice because otherwise they try to fill it up with ice and don't give us no strawberry lemonade. i've heard about that hack yeah. and you gotta get the sweet and sour sauce but that's an experience every time we do it so. yes but we don't do it that often anymore yeah, yeah. my eyes start to dry out all the sodium i literally could feel like the, the liquid coming the your, my hydration be a strip from me from all from the all sodium the <laughs> but it's so good while you're eating it right right yeah so now i just try to make our own burgers right mm-hmm. burgers and fries you do a good job <laughs> Thank you. i appreciate that baby. um so let's go to your budget mm-hmm. when you said you do you have a budget describe what your budget is how you do it go through your take us through your process yeah so honestly budgeting is so simple i feel like people think that is so complicated. It's mm-hmm. really not complicated. You don't have to use an ex- like, uh, Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. You could do paper and pencil if that worked for you or just find a free budgeting app. So I personally use the um, Every Dollar app through Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I find that it's very easy to use and it does all the math for you. So, you know, every month, you know, I write out what my um, income is going to be. And then I just start tallying what my fixed expenses are and what my variable expenses are. And it just, you know, I just input the numbers and they let me know if I'm on track to having an every dollar every dollar budget mm-hmm. or if I need to make some some tweaks or, you know, some adjustments along the way, so. Could you explain a little bit more what every dollar budget means? Mm-hmm. So every dollar budget means that um, it's a zero-based budget. So your income minus your expenses should equal zero. So every dollar should have a, a name per se. It should be going somewhere. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what we teach people. Put your, put your money to a category. <laughs> yeah, put it yeah. to work. Don't let it sit there and be lazy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What would you say is a 
outside of maybe the student loan situation mm-hmm. where you took out student loans, what would you say is a financial regret that you have? Mm-hmm. If that's if that's the one, then that's the one. But if there's anything <laughs> else you have that you so I yeah, so I definitely think student loans would definitely be my biggest regret. Like mm-hmm. I should have been a little bit more intentional and wiser when it came to like learning how to fund college per se. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I would say probably starting a little bit earlier. So if I know what I know now, I definitely would have done things a lot differently. So when mm-hmm. I got my first job, I would have started saving money and, you know, have that little emergency fund, go to a different school and, you know, just start, um, you know, implementing these principles that I know now mm-hmm. earlier on in life. Yeah. I love it. I'm curious, where are you on on the Dave Ramsey baby steps? So, okay, so I finished baby step three. So I have my fully funded emergency fund. So then I kind of paused because my main focus right now is to cash flow graduate school. So once I'm done with that, I will continue on with the other baby steps. Awesome. Makes sense. sense. (laughs) Go ahead, Tiff. What's your number one tip? Mm-hmm. for others who are trying to live their best life but on a budget you know those people who who who, who captured by the FOMO go ahead yes. <laughs> no so I have like a, a few things so the main one is to don't go broke trying to look rich I feel like that's the biggest thing like just live within your means like it's mm-hmm. okay if you're shopping at Target and Walmart like they have some really nice stuff at Target and Walmart like mm-hmm. don't be afraid to shop within your means. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like learning how to be content with what you have is very important. Um, in addition to that, I, I feel like people need to stop fearing like, oh, I don't wanna look like I can't afford things. Like mm-hmm. be okay with using discount codes and mm-hmm. coupons and Groupons, things like that to fund these experiences you want to have. Um, and I believe ultimately we have to know that our best life is defined by us and not by society. Say that, again. I like... <laughs> Say that one more time for the people in the back. One more again. One more again. Go ahead. So yes, ultimately your best life should be defined by you and not by society. So I feel like So many times society is telling us, you know, in order to live your best life per se, you have to have this type of car, live in this type of home, do these type of things, you know, have these materialistic items. And honestly, when you start to learn yourself and, you know, realize what your real values are, sometimes having those flashy, you know, those flashy things are not the, is not the goal for you. That's not how you will really live your best life. It may be having more time to spend with family and friends, you know? So I definitely feel like defining your best life is the main important thing. And then just learn how to be content, honestly. Yeah, that's a good one. That's Uh, that's (laughs) the glue for all of that. Yeah, continue. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever you are in life. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean you settle. It just yes, means that right. you rest in that and you get through that and Yeah, you can aspire to be great, mm-hmm. but accept where you're standing. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing that where you stand is not where you're gonna be gonna stay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um I like that. Thank you so much for um <laughs> for sharing that. I, I have so many other questions uh I wanted to go into mm-hmm. and well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into it and see if it makes a cut or not. Um, <laughs> you said God was. It sounded like God was like a centerpiece of your 
mm-hmm. of your budgeting and things like that. I'm curious where what where where are you with like tithing and, and mm-hmm. things like that? Yeah, so I'm a firm believer of tithing. I felt like when I started tithing consistently, my money management became a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So I definitely believe people should, you know, if you're not a believer, at least give to a local organization or charity. But I definitely believe that, you know, the first 10% should go strictly to God. And, you know, I've been able to survive. I I was able to get out of debt. I'm able to live comfortable. Um, So living off of that 90% is not going to hurt you. So many people like, oh, you know, I can't give away 10%. You know, I don't know how I'm going to manage my bills or things like that. But you can definitely live off of 90% of your, your income. Yeah. That kind of makes me think about, you know, in math, we're taught one plus one equals two, but with mm-hmm. God, one plus one could equal three. Like you just right. you're thinking it's going to be that. And it's like, he just blesses you above that. And you just, mm-hmm. it's something about putting him first in yeah. your finances that you won't really experience until you actually, you know, have decided to do it. And you'll see, I mean, there's been times we've done our budget and he's like, Jason's like, I don't know how we beat the budget. I mean, these are the numbers, and it's just yeah. like, like, hey, yeah, she was. God put his yeah. super on my natural. I guess <laughs> that's how you put it. That's how I put it. Yeah, yeah. It would be times where she would like, she'll look at the budget and look at our bank account, and she was mm-hmm. like, "Well, based on the budget, we should be like, you know, basically like have a hundred dollars in the bank or something." And I'm like, "No, yeah. we got like five hundred. She's like, "How does that happen?" I was like, "I don't know." It just happened. And now I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying promoting like it was magic, but it just kind of goes to the scripture that talks mm-hmm. about, you know, giving will be given unto you, pressed mm-hmm. down, shaken together, run over one day to your bosom. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to someone this, this, this morning that was like, yeah, when you give, expect, you know, like when you're, you know, going out and do a tip, mm-hmm. you're going to bless someone with an extra tip, right? Yeah. More than the 10%. And mm-hmm. you don't think of it as like, oh, they deserve it or don't deserve it. Think of it as, I'm going to give because I know God's going to give back to me. Right, so if I right. want a 10% blessing, I'm going to give a 10% tip. If I mm-hmm. want a 20% blessing, 20% tip, you know, and so on and so forth. So I think you're right. Uh, I'm glad you you, um, you you spoke that because it's so tempting not to do it, especially if you're on your, your financial mm-hmm. journey, right? You're, you're trying to, you're like, Lord, I need every penny. Yeah, <laughs> I need every penny to go to Sally Mae. Like, you don't know. I'm trying to get rid of this right now. He's like, hold up, homie. You just don't give me this. Be a resource yeah. for me mm-hmm. and I'll be a resource for you. And I'll say this last one. One resource for us was when we were in our debt-free journey, we um, we had a moment where food was like, you know, really tight, you know, yeah. rice or yeah. <laughs> whatever. Ours was PBJ. That was oh, okay. Pizza. And pizza, yeah. Pizza was like our, yeah, we love pizza anyway, so. So I remember one month, funds were getting low. Mm-hmm. We got invited. We were, we had, we had been mentoring some teams and that was our part of our giving, right? Mm-hmm. And we also was faithful with tithes. Yeah. That month where we were getting kind of low and towards the end of the month, you know, you'd be mm-hmm. like, kind of covered it there. <laughs> we went to, we was invited to one of our team's graduation mm-hmm. and they had it all catered. And when it was all said and done, we, me and Tiffany just are naturally like helpers help cleaning up. Right. We walked away with like maybe three full pans full of food. Wow. It was kind of like the, 
two fish and five loaves. <laughs> yeah, we had we had some food for for a few days, and it was it was uh it was a it was a blessing. It wasn't that we couldn't quote unquote afford it. It's just that we set yeah. a plan for our money, and mm-hmm. we wanted to operate in that. And we wanted to stick to that, you know, paying off that debt. Mm-hmm. And it was just in moments like that where it's like God knows I can afford it, but He's going to show me that He's going to take care of it absolutely you know so that was that that was a nice moment and you tell me Janina this this what you're saying is stewardship right yeah yeah absolutely I feel like so many times people are like yeah you know I'll start giving when I make this amount of money but Mm -hmm. you know I feel like you need to learn how to give with the money you already have you know if you don't know how to give with you know the thousand dollars that you have now you're not going to be able to give with a hundred thousand or a million you know you're going to still try to hog everything for yourself and not freely give it back you know so beautiful we can stop there that was beautiful Mm. thank you so much (laughs) you want me to say that it's okay did we do the top two three ways to start your debt-free journey i don't know janetta did we so janetta tell us (laughs) as we are towards the end of our episode tell us the top two or three tips that you would have uh to to give to someone mm-hmm. who is looking uh, or thinking about starting their debt-free journey okay yeah so I think number one is definitely writing down your why so you have to write everything down I feel like you know writing things down will allow you to look back and see how far you've come. So definitely write your why down. Um, In addition to that, I will then begin now. You know, I feel like so many people are like, oh, I need to wait. No, just start right now. You can start with just like reducing your expenses, Mm. um, cutting back on eating out or, you know, using coupons at certain places or calling different companies to see if you can get a discount. So definitely starting right now. And then in addition to that is to surround yourself in a community that's doing what you're trying to do. So I feel like, you know, joining Instagram and joining the debt-free community, it really helped me because I was able to learn from so many individuals who are on the same path that I was on you know I picked up different tips and tricks and you know just to have that the opportunity to collaborate and talk with other people who are going through the same thing you're going through is definitely beneficial yeah because you have a lot of people pulling you the other way yeah yeah people and and you definitely want to make sure that you take advantage people take advantage of this no interest student loan situation that's going on if you can afford it because Mm -hmm. that interest as you know that (laughs) yes (laughs) oh my goodness that joker will eat you up yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's like I paid this much but hold on it only went down this much Mm -hmm. take advantage of it this is you know in spite of it being a pandemic and it's you know ruined a lot of lives in different ways there are blessings that come out of it and Mm -hmm. we are presented with opportunities every day to improve our life. We just have to grab hold of it and take advantage of it. And before you know it, you'll set yourself up for financial success before you even thought that you could achieve it. I'm so glad you said that, Tiffany, because a lot of people just think like, oh, I don't need to pay my student loans right now. But I'm like, take advantage of the whole interest free thing right now. You know, you can get so, so further along if you just tackle your your student loan debt, if you can financially right now. Yeah. Think about it. We do it. Well, not we, but people do it with getting furniture. They do it with, you know, getting cars. This is this is the same type of thing. Like, 
just start paying on it now mm-hmm. because then it ends up being better, you know, yeah. and it ends up benefiting you more. Yeah, you're you get paying, done quicker. You're actually paying less on the yeah. loan because yeah. you don't have the interest. That's true. Right. And um, we had someone ask us a question. I'll say this. Even if you're like, ah, I just don't feel it, like let's put something. Or yeah. I said, I told someone, yeah. look, if you have a goal, like what you mentioned, yeah, wrote everything down, what you what your why is. If your mm-hmm. why says, I wanted to be in a home in the next uh by the end of 2021. Yeah. Right. And I wanted to have paid off my debt. I want to pay off my debt, but you don't have like a number to it. If that windfall of the no interest or no payments is, does that bring you closer to your your financial goal or does it bring you closer to your debt goal? Like whichever Mm -hmm. whichever one gets you closer to achieving Mm -hmm. first, I say, go, go, go get that. You know, for, for some people, you know, we, the person who was talking to us was like, I really want to get a home or something like that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, let's look at it. You need 10,000 for a down payment. Yeah. Yeah. This is is, is only a five month, uh, pause. Yeah. Payments are only, you know, a hundred dollars, for example, for simple Mm -hmm. math, you're, you're gaining $500, you know, as, as a windfall, but that doesn't really you know get you super close right but if your if your student loan was fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. five hundred dollars can kind of move the needle a whole definitely lot yeah so yeah. yeah all right tell us janetta where we can find you on instagram social media the website <laughs> cash curls transformer new and power tell us where our followers and your followers. Well, I guess our followers, since you're telling them where to follow you. Tell us where they can find you. Yes. So I'm on Instagram at cash underscore curls. And then I also have a blog and my website name is cashandcurls.com. Awesome. This, this has been a really a, a treat for me having this good conversation. And I'm hoping a lot of people got like a lot out of it. And yeah. can just sit back and listen to the nuggets because you gave a couple of hacks. I can't name them all. But you gave a couple of hacks for people. Play it back if you have to. Play it back multiple multiple times. Play yes. Want to do that? Play yeah. Yes. Anyway. So. All right. Well, thank you so much. I, you know what? I never did ask where. Where are you from right now? Where? where yeah. Um. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Where are you guys from? We're out of Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta, okay, Georgia. Cool. Yes. Cool. Well, whenever you're in Atlanta, you know, come. You know. <laughs> You got, you got a yeah, spot here. Plenty of natural spots. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Does Cleveland have a lot of like black enthusiasts? Uh, I don't know how to say it without offending someone. You already like think I'm about to offend somebody. <laughs> I'm trying to say in Atlanta, there's a lot of black salons that deal mm. with natural hair. Natural hair salons, yes. Natural mm-hmm. hair salons, okay. Mm-hmm. Are there natural hair salons in Ohio? <laughs> So it's very hard, honestly. I've been going to the same, like I don't go to the uh, hairdresser that often. So I only go to get my hair straightened. So I've been with the same hairstylist my whole entire life. So I don't really branch off and try to find like, you know, other shops because the lady I have, she works, she knows my hair, you know, and I trust her with my hair, but I'm pretty sure you can find like a good handful of like natural hair shops in the Cleveland area. All right, all right. I don't need to. I just, I'll just cut my own hair. Maybe Tiffany visits should do it. 
All right. No, I don't really go to the salon either. That just to get a trim or yeah, like you said, get it flattened. But even then, my when I press my hair, it's like, why did you even try? <laughs> and it's all and then the humidity and just doesn't yeah. last. So it's just yeah. a waste of money. There's hope, Tiff. There's no hope. <laughs> okay. I just just live with what I have. <laughs> which is curl right? yes that's being content yeah yes jason you got so excited i know i just like it, just, it was like oh hands right? like, well it was being content well it sounded like you know sesame the word of the day the word of the day like i, I can use it okay whatever <laughs> it was so much fun janetta yes talking to you you bring out yes the best it was fun <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. I really had a, a great time talking with you guys. Awesome. Awesome. We well, did too. Yeah. So um, we're going to close out with one of our sayings. Mm -hmm. And that is, it doesn't matter what you make. It's what you do, what you make. So if you change your mind, you change your wallet, you change your life. So go out there and make some changes. This is your host, Jason Alexander and Walla Talks. We're out. You left me out. Oh, I'm sorry. And co-host Tiffany Alexander, aka his wife. Do you want me to say going on going on ten years? No, you can think you should. this in the show so people can. Okay. All right. Are we done? Yeah. All right. We're out. <laughs>